0: Hi, this is Julianne with Life Edit and Design and welcome back to our last session of this, the last of the four part series on how to pick a planner and actually use it so you've gone through three steps and you've gotten through the why and the what and then we went through the when and the where and then we did the how like how what are the tools you're actually going to use how are you going to do this so we, we went and looked at the different planner styles and what you could pick so now you have your planner question is how are you going to use your planner how are you going to be able to stick with it so that you don't wind up with just a start and nothing else again remember i have forgiveness have grace you can change your planning styles as you learn a little bit more about yourself and adapt to what works for you so first thing when it comes to planning is go back to that when and where column because that was a very important column and when you want to stick with planning if you have a pretty specific when and where you want to build upon that actual location and time so if your when and where is say the faith-based and you're doing every morning you're going to do some journaling you want your planner or your journal to live where that happens so you want to look at your routine what routine already exists and how can you tack this piece of planning onto that routine so you're going to say okay my planner and a pen are going to live right next to my coffee cup or wherever you sit down and have your morning tea or your morning coffee, if you're gonna be journaling in the morning, that's where you want it to live. So it's part of the routine. If you're going to do nighttime journaling, it should be right next to your bed or wherever you end your night. If you end you know, sitting in front of the TV for a few minutes, have your pen and your journal right there. It should live there. You shouldn't have to go and get it. That's one of the things that kind of trips people up is the when and the where will determine kind of where that planner should live so that it makes it easy. You wanna tack on to an existing routine and just be adding that piece to it so that you can stick with it consistently. And you may also want to have a tracker that just again if you're my personality type um, you like to check the boxes you might want to have a tracker just so that you can kind of make it a habit. If you're tracking something you're bringing awareness to it and you're able to stick with it a little bit better so that you want to be tracking every day that you've done your faith journaling or every day that you've done your your nighttime journaling. That's one of the things I'm tracking actually in my planner right now is because I I know how beneficial journaling is, but sometimes I get lazy. And even though the journal's next to my desk or right next to my bed, I don't always pick it up. So I started tracking it. And as soon as I started tracking, I'm like, I'm not going to break that streak. I want to make sure I'm checking that box because that's what works for me. That's what motivates me. So you want to tag it onto a routine and you want to find something that motivates you. If you're that type of person, if you're really into having that box to check, then a tracker is a good way to kind of get that into your routine and make it part of your day. So tracking onto routines is very important. The other thing is you want to be making these, um, adding these pieces, uh, slowly. So if you have multiple things that you want to be doing, so let's, um, let's take an example of, you know, kind of maybe creative writing. So you want to be reading more books, right? So maybe you've put that as one of your, your why's, I, I want to read more books and, or you want to be more creative. So the, the what is you read more books. You want to, um, do some creative writing because you really wanted to maybe write some short stories or some poems or write your own book. So that was one of your things is you want to do some creative writing and you also want to, um, maybe do some storytelling, some scrapbooking. So that's kind of all in that creative writing space. So you want to be reading it, you want to be writing it, and you want to be kind of documenting your life in a storytelling way. So maybe some of those are three of the different things and you, you have a planner, you have your creative planner, you have a writing journal, um, and maybe you have a book list if you try to add all three of those all at once, it's going to be too much. So what I would encourage you to do um, is something I picked up from the Lazy Genius, the Lazy Genius Way, very, very cool podcast, is to name what matters. So if you think about it, like, okay, you want to be creative, of those things, those three things, the storytelling, scrapbooking, the writing, creative writing, and the reading, which one really gets your creativity going? and put that as your top priority and put that one into your schedule first. So maybe it's that creative writing is really the thing that, that does it for you the most and then it's the scrapbooking storytelling and then it's the reading. So try to, instead of trying to add all three, add one, find a way to hook it onto a routine, track it so that it becomes routine before you go and add the others. It doesn't mean you can't be doing the others kind of casually casually or as they come up, but focus just on putting this one thing into your routine because again when you try to do too many things too many changes at once you know it doesn't work you can't create six new habits all at once you have to start with one and using a planner and being disciplined actually is a habit if you don't make it a habit it will never happen and the best way to make a habit is to tack it on to an existing routine so going back to our example of the creative writing you might want to say okay i'm going to do morning pages Um, i forget where pick that up, but that's definitely something someone else has put out there is every morning they sit down for 15 minutes and they just write whatever comes to them. So you might want to do morning pages. You might want to do maybe evening pages, maybe you're more creative at night or on your lunch hour. So find a when and a where that works for you. So find the time of day and something that cues that routine. So okay, when I go for lunch, I'm going to have my creative writing journal next to my lunch box or in my car. If I happen to go in my car and eat my lunch there, or, you know, I pick up from my desk and I grab my writing journal and my lunch and I go sit somewhere and that's so they're paired together. So you want to kind of get an established routine and attach your planner to that routine. So if you get up in the morning again, right where that, wherever you have your morning cup of coffee, your journal is already there. You didn't have to go get it. It's there. It's waiting for you. You're ready to do your morning pages. However you want to tackle this, Think about what routine already exists that you can tack onto. So say it's, you know, you really just want to get more organized and it's the to-dos and it's, you know, your appointments. How are you going to make that because it's all day long, so the when and the where is a little bit harder for you to figure out. That's where you need to break this down into pieces, like what's the most effective. So my when and the where, every night, I take this planner and I sit down and I make it part of my nightly routine. So you have a routine, you brush your teeth, right? You wash your face, I sit down with my planner. I've tacked it onto that part of my routine. And I sit down and I look at, you know, I pick up my phone, and check to see if any appointments have changed on my Google Calendar, make sure they match what's on my paper page. And then I look at my to-dos and I say, okay, you know, what what am I gonna stick here? There Are there other things I didn't get done today? And I make that part of my night routine. And then every morning I have a morning routine. And the last thing on the morning routine is open up my planner and look at what I have to go, what's facing me today. So I can get my head prepped around it. Like you have to know like, okay, I'm leaving to go do this appointment. So you know, here's how you kind of picture your flow of, okay, I've got some concentrated time here. Then there's this interruption where I leave house here, so I'm gonna lose my focus. That's a good time to do lunch and some other running around and errands. And then maybe I can pick up my focus again in the afternoon. So you, you just go through that whole mental process. So in the nighttime, you're just making sure that the sheet is accurate, it's got everything on it. And in the morning, you're mentally rehearsing your day to see how it's gonna flow for you, where your creative times are, where your work blocks are going to be, where you're gonna be scattered, it's better to do mindless errands, um, how much time you're gonna have to prep for dinner, if it's gonna be an issue for you, that you do in the morning. So that's what works for me. you may have a completely different routine, but I've attached it to my nighttime and my morning routines. So when I'm going through my day, I'm glancing at my journal to make sure i'm on track and i'm sorry my planner and i'm checking the boxes as i go but i've done the mental rehearsal already so i already kind of know how my day is going to flow and i'm just now executing the day so the planner stays next to me all day long that's just how it works for me i'm working from home right now which i love so if i was going to work i might be doing things a little bit more digitally a little bit more electronically because i'm moving around to meetings and i I just have a a more physical or more movement based day Then when I'm at home and I have kind of two places, I'm either sitting here or sitting there and the planner goes with me to both those locations. So the when and the where is really gonna help you determine your routine and being able to stick to your planner. So really pay attention, set this up so that it's foolproof. So if you, like when I first was doing my big, huge, chunky planner and I had it laid out on a table and I had to go to that room and sit down and think and be like, okay, I'm gonna plan. And for me, that just didn't work because it wasn't a room I was ever in really to do any of that kind of work like it, it was just in my room in my house it was like this kind of an office room but we never actually used it and it didn't work because it was just in the wrong location where if i put it by my bedside i probably would have been able to use it more but because it was so big it didn't fit by my bedside so you see how the kind of chain reaction the size of it's really going to help with the when and the where it's got to fit the space where you're going to be using it and if it's a mismatch if it's too big and clunky or it gets lost in the bottom of your purse because it's too small, it's going to, you're gonna find this disconnect. And sometimes the only way to find out that you have this disconnect is to actually use it. So again, forgiveness and grace, if you find that what you thought was gonna work really doesn't work for you, you're smarter about going in next time. And that's why I say don't, don't go out and buy a $100 planner if you don't have to, unless you know for sure that that's gonna work for you. Stick to some of the low-end planners. Digital planners are very inexpensive, I like them. But a lot of the paper planners, even the happy planner, is not that expensive and you can get it with a coupon. (laughs) Um, So always be thinking about this might not work. I'm testing it out. I'm testing the waters. And then you'll be smarter about next time. Maybe you started with bullet journaling and then you realized it was just too much freedom and you needed a little bit of structure. Then you can look at it and say, okay, I want a planner that has this much structure, but not that much structure. So you'll get a little bit smarter as you go through. So give your time to adjust. This is a process. And if you're you you got to make the routine, the habit of using your planner, and then see where those disconnects are and see how you can fix them. And it might just be as simple as a size thing. Again, if it doesn't fit where you were going to put it or if it just keeps falling over and it's annoying you, you need to look at a different way of either adjusting your routine, attach it to a different routine, or maybe get a different size planner. So a lot of options here. The idea is that you know key takeaways is look for where you can attach it to an existing routine so that you can make using your journal a habit if it's something you're not going to enjoy you know if, if stickering all the time is just too much and you look you're overwhelmed then buy a planner that's already pretty to begin with so that you get the aesthetic beauty but you don't have to be the one creating the beauty that's the camp I live in I love the idea of stickers but I'm just not that good at putting stickers on a page but in the digital world I'm really good at putting graphics on a page but not stickers it's just it's just me, and that's how I operate. So you're going to find what works for you, and that's, that's the key to sticking with your planner. Um, and the other thing I want to tell you is keep it very simple. Don't, don't try to make this complicated. Complicated planning causes overwhelm, and you won't stick with it. Keep it simple. Don't be tracking 20 different things. That's way too much. Track one thing when you feel like oh, it's pretty good and I got the hang of it. Then maybe you can add another thing. I'm tracking three things right now and I'm hitting, you know, I waited for the first one. I was waking up like, I'm pretty, I got this pretty solid, I'm doing it every day. Then I added the second thing, pretty solid on that. I added the third thing and I'm all over the place on the third thing. And that's what I need to focus on. But the first two have gotten far enough along that I can work now on this third thing. And then I can pretty much almost stop tracking the first two because I'm doing them pretty consistently now so i can really focus just on the third thing which becomes the only thing i'm tracking so don't like people get a planner and there's like 16 different boxes and now they're tracking their water they're tracking their steps and they're studying their calories and they're trying to get in workouts and this is what people do all january and they blow themselves up because it's just too much one thing even if your planner has a million boxes focus on the box that's most important to you maybe it's just starting your appointments and your to-do list and you forget about the water tracking and all the other stuff. Pick whatever, you know, again, go back to that name what matters. What's the most important thing that you need to get out of this planner? So I want you to think about, you go back to the why. What are your expectations? What is going to happen as a result of using this planner? Because a lot of people give up when their expectations are not met. So if you went into planning because you wanted to be more organized, well, that doesn't mean tracking water, right? Tracking water is not being organized. And that doesn't mean tracking your steps. That's not being organized. So if your goal was to be more organized, what are you expecting your planner to do? Okay, my planner is supposed to help me not go to the store uh, six different times because I forgot something every single time. My planner is supposed to keep me focused. Or my planner is supposed to make sure that when I drive here, I also hit these three other places because they're on the same neighborhood instead of making four separate trips to that one place. So that's what you want to be thinking about is what is your expectation, what's this planner supposed to do for you? And you, you kind of got that back in the why. It's what you sat down originally and said, why am I getting a planner in the first place? Well, people tend to forget and they just buy the planner and then they, they kind of go by whatever the person who designed the planner thought it should be doing and they go off on that route and that's not how you use a planner. So say you, your planner is all about health and fitness and you bought a planner tailored to health and fitness and has all these boxes that doesn't mean they're the right boxes for you and it doesn't mean you want to track all the boxes at once name what matters what is the most important thing for you to get healthy maybe the most important thing is making good meals and so you say okay i'm just going to focus on meals and if, if using a planner is a good way for you to track your meals then use your planner just for that. It should live in the kitchen. It should live where your, your food is. It should be live where you're making the choices about what you're going to eat. It shouldn't be living in your car because that's not gonna help you. And like say, yeah, let's go. Let's stick with the healthy eating. The, the thing I like about the disc bound, the ring bound, and the, even the digital is that you can put a page in and then take it out and take it with you. So you could say, here's my meal plan. And then you can just either hole punch or whatever, attach a page or a post-it note that has your grocery shopping list. And then you can take that with you to the store. So it lived with your planner, but it was portable enough that you just had to take that piece and go to the store. Or if you're using a digital planner like GoodNotes, they have an app for your phone, or you can even screenshot the page on your planner and take that with you to the store. So be thinking about your home might be in the planner, but it has parts that you can then take with you. So you have to make it work, you have to think outside the box. The person who created the planner is trying to come up with just something generic that will appeal to the most amount of people. It's not tailored specifically to you. But almost all planners can be tailored to you by just using some creativity and using post-it notes and taking pages out and ripping a page or, you know, don't be afraid to play with your planner. You know, go back to the idea of that Franken plan where you're putting different planners together. So you have one page that's maybe on wellness, but then you have all your appointments. And the wellness is kind of like the whole month of wellness and you're just tracking that on one page, but then you have all your appointments behind it and you can take out your wellness pages when you wanna work on them, put them back when you're not working on them. So you really have to be creative and go back to your why. What are your expectations? What do you want this planner to do? And then start slowly, just focus on the one thing that will be the most important thing to get you going and then add in later and look at it like a game like okay i'm going to spend a month and i'm just going to focus on meal planning and then once i feel like i've really got that the next month yeah the first thing i'm going to do is meal plan but now i can start to say okay i'm going to layer in calorie tracking maybe or something like else like along those lines so that you're you're slowly going to build because rome wasn't built in a day right you got to give yourself some time to adjust it because if you try to do too much you will not make it a habit and you'll just get frustrated and you'll just blow up and oh, that didn't work. You have goals, you have expectations that your, your planner is supposed to do for you. And so in order to do that, you have to be slow and methodical and simple. Do not try to do all those boxes all at once. You know, I think some of those planners are really pretty that have these life planners and you can budget and you can do all these great things within the one planner. It's overwhelming. <laughs> you just and some people really feel like the perfectionist people i can't leave that page blank i can't leave that block blank if there's a budget section i needed to have filled it out no give yourself time you got 12 months so work on one piece at a time keep it simple so that you can actually stick to it attach it to a routine until it becomes a habit and stick with that and then layer on slowly okay and don't be afraid to change. So that doesn't mean you're giving up. It means you're getting smarter about what your needs are and what's going to work for you. So you've got the why and the what, you got the when and the where, and then we did the how with the tools. So now you've got a lot of different things in your arsenal and you want to think about what's the best thing. Remember, hybrid planning definitely works. Like I put my lists out on Trello. So I have lists with nested lists. So like with my big, big projects, like say, you know, all my planners that I'm going to make this year, they're living out on Trello already. And then there's checklists. So I have a a list of all the planners I'm making for quarter one, and I have a list of all the steps that go into each planner, and that lives out there. Trello is great for lists. And then I just check in with Trello and I pull the to-dos onto my paper calendar. But I have to know Trello is here, paper planner's here. I have to know the connection between the two. And I have to be able to regularly look at that. So as you start to have multiple pieces, if if you go into this hybrid world, you have to be very clear about what lives where, and when does one interact with the other? So if you're using Google Calendar, when does it interface with your paper plan- calendar? Once a week, you go through, check your appointments, or once a night, you go and see if anything's changed. You have to be able to connect those hybrid pieces and don't get too confused. Don't have to list over here with your to-do list, uh, and Google Calendar over here, and your paper calendar over here, and then you have Trello going over there, and you're like, Ooh, what, 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 what information is where? I'm getting all confused. <laughs> Simplify, simplify, simplify. Keep it very easy. If you're doing hybrid, make sure that they're very clean and clear. This goes here, this goes here, this is the connection between the two. Simple, do not overcomplicate things. Don't add in other layers. If you're not ready for Trello and project lists and things like that, skip it. Use a piece of paper and stick it in your planner, punch it, hole punch it, add a digital insert into your digital planner. Keep it simple, don't add in a lot of bells and whistles until you've kind of built your muscles, your planning muscles, and then you can start to add a little bit more complexity in the hybrid world. But keep it simple. I love the whiteboard for my menu planning, it's so simple. And like when I go to the next month, I look first before I race, I'm like, "Um, what am I going to keep here? Because there's some things I get to keep, I don't have to rewrite them, because they make sense for the next month. So every um, Monday is breakfast for dinner. Well, if I feel like it's still a good idea for the next month, I'm going to leave breakfast for dinner. I'm going to have to do it over. Simple. I don't even have to rewrite. So that's what you're looking for is how simple can I make this? You don't want to make it complex. How simple? You keep stripping it down, stripping it down, stripping it down. That's kind of how this, this works. It's not about complicated, beautiful, you know, complex plans. That won't work. You really want to keep it very very simple so that's success for you so i hope you've gotten enough tips out of this Um, i know we're running a little bit long so i'm going to wrap it up here but this is how you plan so i'm going to have a lot more planning tutorials you know look forward to a whole brand new year of tips and tricks um, and some other things i've got up my sleeve again be a subscriber if you're not already a subscriber that's how you know when i'm putting out a series like this that's how you know when i have coupons Uh, hint hint if you're not already a subscriber there is a free coupon coming or a free planner coming your way in January, so you might want to be a subscriber now. Um, and also just a plug for the big sale is still going on the huge uh, end of the year annual sale depending on what time you watch this. Um, it's going to be going on through mid-December. Um, actually, I think I'm going to make it right through uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, so it'll probably go through the 25th. Um, so depending on when you watch this, the big sale might be going on. It's the mega bundle sale. And it is every planner in my shop, all the note pages, all the blank uh, notebooks, everything in my shop, over 50 planners for one price, in one bundle, and you get it all. So these are all project-based, goal-based, I don't do dated planners. There's one dated planner in there and that'll probably be coming down pretty soon because it's an academic year planner, but data planner's not my thing. They're all goal-based, project-based, idea-based, they're really fun. Um, so check it out on lifeeditanddesign.com or go to my etsy shop which is again life edit and design so i hope i'll see you as a subscriber i hope you enjoyed this video check out the sale that's all i have to say for today go out and have fun planning and i'll talk to you next time